Okay, welcome to the Travel Advice Show. Thank you for listening all around the world. And um, you can listen to our shows at TravelAdviceShow.com. And um, I'm Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts. And I'd like to introduce my other co-host, uh, Jerry Fuller. How you doing, Jerry? Excellent. Oh, great. And um, I'm excited to talk about one of my favorite topics in the world, flying. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I'd rather fly than eat, and I have been known to do that. <laughs> I have. I tell you, I've even spent my Christmas present money on flying rather than buying a present for someone. Really? really? Yeah. It's kind of a, a, an obsession and sickness with me. Have you always, even when you're a kid, when you're a child, uh, flying, it wasn't too bad? You, you, you've loved it all from the beginning? kind of thing. I did not love, I always liked flying, uh-huh. but it wasn't until... I think I was 17, 16, and I flew on my first jet. It was a 707, American Airlines 707. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. And um, when we took off, and in those days, they took off much steeper. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Now, because they didn't have all those uh, uh, filters or whatever on the engines right. to get rid of pollution. Right. I mean, when that plane took off, I mean, you saw black smoke going out for, for miles behind <laughs> And you could see the black smoke when it was flying sometimes. Wow. Uh, so they had to get rid of that. And, and it didn't have the power. They don't have the power they used to. Uh, I mean, it used to take off, oh, I don't know, at least 45 degrees. It's almost like Concorde taking off. Right. Um, right. So I fell in love the first time I ever took off. I said, this is it. This is my life. But I think we should start out um, and base this show for people of all levels uh, who have never flown, who are terrified of flying and won't fly or don't want to fly, and those that love flying. Um, as we know, as we should tell our listeners, this will be a several-part series. So the first part should talk about should you fly. Okay. And I think it depends on where you're going. I mean, it's ridiculous. We live in Salt Lake, and it's ridiculous to fly down to Bryce Canyon right. or Zion's or something like that because you can drive down faster than you can go to the airport, either early, check in, fly down, and get your luggage, et cetera, so you can drive quicker. Yeah. So yeah. in that case, no. And sometimes in flying, uh, if you want to do something like a driving trip, like unless it's an emergency or I have to, like for us in Utah, flying to the West Coast, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, L.A., um, it's neat to drive it because you go through so many neat places and scenery. So if I rarely drive to the West Coast unless I'm connecting with another flight or I have to be there. Uh-huh. And so, and I mean, you may have to fly like to Montreal right. to get on a train to go across Canada, for example, and back from Vancouver or fly to Europe and train to Europe and then fly back to you. But sometimes you don't want to fly. It's better not to. Mm-hmm. I think we ought to um, talk a little bit about people who are terrified of flying. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I can understand it because I am terrified of heights and snakes. M- me too. Uh, heights and snakes are pretty, yeah. Uh, I'm I mean, I am mortified, mortified. I mean, no, not, that's not the word. You come after me with a snake, and I will not, in the court of law, be responsible for what I can do to you, okay? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I go visible. So I understand fear. And the funny part about it, not funny, laughing, but 30 to 40% of U.S. citizens 
experience some form of fear or anxiety of flying. It is one of the most common like phobias or anxiety disorders in America. Is it really? I didn't and know that. And maybe in much of the world. And um, a lot of reasons they're scared, like physical safety, such as the pain may crash, or fear of heights. But even though I'm mortified of heights, uh, flying never bothers me, even in Concord at 56,000 feet. I can look out the window and I have no fear because I have that metal around me. But some are fear, uh, scared because of terrorism, maybe, or hijacking, or they're afraid of turbulence. We chartered a plane one time in Punta Arenas, uh, southern, southern, southern Chile, to fly down to the very tip of the land portion of South America. Oh, okay. And our guide, who had never flown, we said, you know, our plane holds eight people. Why don't you hop in? There's only two of us. She was terrified, but we talked her into it. And the turbulence. I mean, small planes sometimes bounce around. And uh, the first time it bounced, she was mortified. I mean, her hands went up, and then she grabbed the seat in front of her and it was a mess. But after it was over, she said, my word, what a fabulous thing. And some people are, like me are claustrophobic. Yeah. I fly first class because I don't want to have to be any closer than I have to with a, a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. And um, some people um, are just simply afraid of losing control, like they have no control of that plane. I, I think that's but it. It's the control issue. Some control if you're driving. But, yeah. um, but they're afraid of it. But it's not anything. Um, well, it's something that can happen before or during the flight. I've seen, been on flights where people have really started getting shaky and just wanting to die. And uh, I don't, we won't spend much time on ways to get over it because, like my fear of heights and snakes, um, I will never get over those. Never. Right. And I don't even want to, even if I could. And I know you can take uh, a, a, a PBS program once on um, a fear of heights, and these people are actually cured. Uh, well, it's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to take it because I am terrified. <laughs> but... I do know that um, there are courses you can take that will help you understand it. You may not overcome it, but understand it. And if you're going to have to fly, I recommend getting on uh, maybe an hour flight, 45-minute flight. Make sure it's a jet. Don't get a small plane your first time. Yeah. Make sure yeah. it's a jet. And um, sit on the aisle so you won't have to look out the first time maybe. And... Um, then you can take anxiety medication. Um, I am not for it, because I don't get anxious from anything, but when um, my friend and I did the um, world's longest Tibetan swinging bridge in northern Italy, and it's about 1,250 feet long, and about three or 400 feet above the ground at the bottom, and I knew I couldn't make it. This bridge swings, and I I couldn't do it. So my two brothers who are doctors prescribed Xanax, they thought about it a few months. They said, take a Xanax. And I thought, well, I don't know. And I thought maybe I'd fall asleep or something. And my friend who's a doctor that went with me said, oh, no, Xanax would be good. So I took two 30 minutes before I went on this bridge. It took a little, the first part of it, I was a little bit shaky. But, you know, I made it across without losing control and collapsing and, and just screaming bloody murder and just shaking. I, did, I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't look down. I wasn't cured, but I made it, and I was so thrilled that he could believe it because I normally would have jumped off the thing. And so there are several things you can do. Um, 
some people um, say do not do any research on air flying. Okay, yeah. Because it just makes you more scared. Um, okay. Because, you know, if you read these horrible plane crashes and things like that, yeah. um, I don't read, I read about them because I want to know ways that you can get out, if you can get out, you know, who made it and where were they sitting and things like that. But no, I don't recommend it at all to people who don't like to do it. So, now if you're pregnant, is it safe? <laughs> the answer is yes. And that yes is um, sort of questionable. But you, most airlines will not let you fly within the last three months of your pregnancy. Oh, really? Most they, will not. They won't really. And even okay. before that, it's very wise to get a letter from your doctor. And uh, there are so many other things uh, that you need to be concerned about, uh, about health of the woman. But in most cases, flying in the first six months is very, very safe. And um, so that's something that maybe people should think about hmm. if they're going to fly about pregnancy. Yeah. And um, it, people who need oxygen of any kind uh, is critical, critical, before they even make the reservation, is check with the airlines. You must talk to the airlines. And uh, sometimes you can take your own. Uh, but this has to be regulated certain certain containers, etc. Another time you cannot. The airlines must provide it for you. Your, their doc, your doctor must tell them how much you need, etc. So if you need oxygen on the plane, you must contact before you make it because there, there may be a case that you can't go on that plane. <clears throat> but I think we ought to talk about for people who uh, have never flown for a few minutes about maybe be, um, before between arriving at the airport and boarding, what happens? Um, Chris, you've flown a lot. What is the first thing you do when you get to the airport? Okay, the first thing I do is I, I first of all, I figure out what terminal I'm at. You know, like a, yeah, um, that can be fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. At, at bigger airports or smaller airports, and and I so I, I find where the terminal is, and I go to each airline has their own kind of check-in area. You know, so like Delta or United or Southwest, and and you go, and then usually there's a line. Um, most of the time you're waiting in line with your bags and everything. You got everything with you. And at this point, you're kind of like, okay, you know, I'm ready to ready to get going here, and the process starts. And then you, you um, sometimes now they have computers now, which I'm not a huge fan of, but you have to check in. On a computer, you put your credit card in, or you put your uh, information in yeah, into I the computer. It. I don't like Even it either. In first class. Oh yeah, yeah. They um, have those stupid things. Yep. And uh, when you're paying big bucks to go first class, I'm not going to do it. Right, right. I'm not. I mean, yeah. that's what they get paid to do for the love of Pete. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not going to do it because I can't make it work. I don't blame you. Yeah, I can't. I have a hard time too. I I, I prefer just going right to the uh, person, you know, at the at the counter, and then and then some of them they say you got to go over there and you and you you can say no. I want to. Uh, yeah, you you can. I think demand to to um you know to do it well, right even there. If you the demand counter. sometimes. Well, I went. Uh, I checked in. I was flying to Seattle uh, to connect with the Emirates airline to go to Dubai. And I was on first class, and they, I was going international. All right. They still uh, said, oh, you have to check in here for your flight to Seattle. 
Really? I said, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I paid yeah. first class, and you're going to do it for me. I was a mean, right. I was firm. Yeah. And so you know what they did? That woman came behind the counter, came over there, and did it for me. On the computer there, yeah. On that computer. Isn't that stupid? I know. Then we had to go back, and then she checked my luggage, and then she had to poke around the computer. It would have been just as quick, much yeah. quicker for her just to go poke, 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 and get my boarding pass. Yeah. No, I, I hate them. Yeah, I, I And I won't try coach because you have to do it now. Yeah. I mean, they get really mean if you don't. I know, I know. I, I try not to do it, but uh, I, yeah, even, um, yeah, with, with even uh, some of them now have the computers right at the counter there, too, and you do it right yeah. there. Right like, at the, and you're standing looking at the people, and they're telling you, telling you how to do it. I mean, I think it's stupid, and I yeah. have no qualms in telling them, you know, that's one of the reasons I fly first class, because I don't want to have to think. I don't know how to do computers. I right. can't answer my Samsung S5. <laughs> so as a result, that's what they get paid to do. Yep. But once you do get to the counter, and yep. once you start talking, I get a boarding pass, well then, I mean, one thing that I always try desperately is to only have hand carry. Oh, right, I, yeah. Isn't and that I, right? And, 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 and you, you kind of taught me that, Jerry. Yeah, like I, I've done that a couple flights, and it, it's – it, it saves a lot of time and hassle and everything, and, and costs, too. I mean, now now to check in a bag, most airlines charge you now, um, you know, to, yeah. to, to uh, uh, check and, in and a bag. Some airlines, like Legion, the airlines charges you for hand carry. Yeah, I know, and F- Frontier does, too, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these airlines, are, and they're not that much, well, they, well yeah, Legion's really kind of cheap. Yeah. Um, inexpensive, I should say. Uh, cheap means for quality, but sometimes uh, some things can be cheap and inexpensive. But mm-hmm. yeah, always go hand care, always. And you know, we were on a Delta one time flying uh, to Chicago mm-hmm. uh, to connect to an international flight. And it's one of these little planes, mm-hmm. um, one of these jets, uh, but only has like two seats on either side and it's small. Oh, yeah. And if you don't go first class, and even on first class, can you believe this? Um, on one side, the uh, overhead bin was so small, you could not even, a woman couldn't even get her purse in it. I know. I, and I, so I, I was bored first, so I got it on the other side. But, you know, people who had the other seats on first class seats on my side, they had to have check it in outside the door, and uh, they put it on the plane, and they give it to you as you leave your plane. So it's not really checked baggage. Oh, right. There's just no room to put the dumb thing in. So as a result, um, always have hand carry though it's much quicker unless you have to like you're going on a cruise or something like that mm-hmm. and but um, it's easier also um, to have um, the boarding pass my friend has his boarding pass already on the phone oh okay he does the phone I don't do that but I, I don't either yeah but a lot of people have been doing yeah it's it's a little bit easier for them but for me I, I don't I don't like it I don't like doing that no he gets so mad at me because he has both of our boarding passes on his cell phone. Oh, okay. He says, all we have to do with hand carry, you know, just walk up there and TSI, TSA. And TSA. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I want a hard copy. And um, yep. I, I, I know it's very stupid and stubborn, but I want a hard copy. I want something to say I'm on that plane. Yep. But what and happens if you lose that stupid phone? Or the phone dies or something. Oh, it dies. Yeah. And he said, no, it won't. I charged it, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I'm the same way, Jerry, and I bet you a lot of people that are listening, um, uh, you know, prefer to have it paper, you know, and uh, oh, but yeah, 
And those that don't like it, like my friend, that they think you and I are crazy. Right, right. Totally it's a big divide. You insane. I have been known, after nicely fighting, <laughs> getting through TSA and security and all that, uh, at the uh, counter, at the gate, I go up and say, may I have a printed copy? <laughs> <laughs> I want, I'm avoiding the dumb plane. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. This is stupid. And I said, well, it's my money and my life. No, I want that hard copy in case something goes wrong. Yeah. But um, if you're flying domestic, uh, you may have to do it. But if you're going, inter- uh, you know, go up there to the counter. But if you are traveling internationally, you got to have your passport. Even if you have hand care, you must go to the counter no matter what you've done. Oh, okay, right, right. You have to because they must see your passport. Yep, the passports. Yeah, really important. And they poke in some stuff. Well, they don't poke anymore. They scan your page. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they uh, get your passport and they turn it upside down. They scan it, and it goes into your record, I guess. And uh, but you must have it. You must, and you must make positive that you get your boarding pass. Uh, your baggage claim tag. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that is so critical. Even domestically, that is critical. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, and usually I put it in a in a pocket where I always kind of know where it's at because if you put it in your pocket in your with with your money and stuff and IDs, mm-hmm. it sometimes can get lost. I would recommend putting that baggage claim ticket like in a separate area, you know, that you always know where it's at or something, you know. Yeah, well, you know what I have them to lose. do in uh-huh. almost every case. I have them staple it to my boarding pass. That's a good idea, and just have it all in one. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's so small then, um, too. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes they tear part of the boarding pass off when you board the plane, but I have them staple it to the part where I keep, and then I put it in, uh, if I have a hand carry, I put it in a little pocket on the outside of my suitcase, because I'm going to have that with me, because mm-hmm. it's just hand carry. Uh, well, if I have hand carry, then the, the check bag, I put it in my hand carry, or in my pocket. Yeah, yep. And, you, know, and then you don't get to lose that or you're dead meat. Yep. Now, the ID... Uh, we, we're all terrified to death to get on a plane, like domestically, you have to have at least a driver's license or something. But did you know the, the law does not require you to have it? Oh, really? To have a... Yeah. It is not a federal uh, rule and regulation that you have to have it. Really? And two or three times, uh, you know, the more you fly the, and travel, the worse you get at it. I have actually, like flying in the U.S., I've actually shown up there without my driver's license. Because either I will go with a friend or the shuttle will take me, and I don't have my driver's license. I've got to take it. You know, if you're flying domestically, I don't think about it. And as a result, um, but you have to fill out some forms. It does take some more time. But yeah, I myself, I've gotten on without it. Wow. And um, they don't like it, but and I wouldn't recommend it ever, ever, ever. It's a billion times easier, but you can. And uh, kid people. Children under 18 don't have to have one. Um, they don't have to have a one either. So there's some things that you need to know yeah. about that. But do, do, do it. Now, let's talk about baggage just a minute. Okay, okay. Um, do you have any suggestions that you do when you have to ha- uh, check baggage? What kind of suitcase do you get? Oh, I, I usually have, you know, like a roller, a roller suitcase, you know. That, That's uh, mandatory, isn't it? Yeah, a roller. Yeah, it, it just saves a lot of uh, energy of carrying bags around, or you know, I guess a backpack. You know, if you're backpacking um, and things. But uh, yeah, I um, yeah. the one thing I do not like 
when I travel mm-hmm. is a duffel bag type thing. Yeah, d- duffel bags are tough. I used to. I used to have a yeah. duffel bag. But, yeah, the older you get and uh, um, a duffel bag is kind of tough to, to lug around. and, and uh, Well, and uh, when you get there, you know, we had to take one. Uh, one time we went to Botswana and Namibia uh-huh. because it had, they sent us the duffel bag, the company, because of the chartered planes that we had to fly between the uh, lodges. And, you know, I get back to America, and I bet a fourth of the things in there I never wore, didn't even realize I had. I can't find anything in those things. Oh, I know. I know. It's super hard to, yep. yep. You want to pack where you can find it pretty quick, you know. You, yeah, you, you don't want a double bag. You know what I do a lot? It's right. kind of sad. I, I pack, and then when I get there, I kind of take everything out, and then I, I pack again. <laughs> you know, I kind of reorganize <laughs> it and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you're going to stay uh, several nights, yeah. have some packages you'll never find in there. I, At least I can't. Yeah, I, I like to, when I get into the hotel or where I'm staying, I like to take everything out and, and just see what, what see what I have, you know, and everything. Yeah, but, but make sure your luggage is lightweight. Yeah, yep, that's oh, the key. Lightweight. Yep. yep. Oh. We, 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 my wife and I, we just went to uh, a road trip. We went on a road trip, and uh, and we packed so much that – we, we we didn't realize how much we packed when we got there. It was a car trip, so mm-hmm. you you um, yeah. But traveling light is the most important thing, I think. Um, yeah, you know, in any and especially air travel. Suitcases light. Yep. yep. Because if you're going internationally, you um, many times you have a weight limit. Yeah, yeah, the weight. Yeah. And if you have a three pound bag, there goes part of your weight. Yeah. And uh, I think it needs to be expandable. Yeah, exp- yeah. Uh, either expandable or soft. I do not like hard luggage. Oh yeah, the big hard ones. Yeah, with the yeah, they kind of even like the the aluminum ones too. Yeah, yeah those. I can't stand them. Yeah, I, I used to love that, but you know, I had things get broken inside there. Oh really? Really? Because yeah. people can uh, throw them around a lot easier. Well, I I um they, I've had things broken in the softer luggage, but I've had them more in the hard. You know, I don't know. I think it has to do with physics. Uh, I never cared because I, I didn't really care that much. But you know how people in karate and things or whatever, they will hit with their hand a, a brick and it falls apart. Oh, right. And it doesn't break their hand. I think um, because they don't really hit the brick too hard, it's uh, the energy that goes that breaks it. And I think when something falls or your suitcase drops, mm-hmm. if it's hard, I think the energy just keeps going through and breaks junk. So I like it to be soft. But it must be rugged and durable. It must have hard sides and uh, like that. And it makes sure it's waterproof or water repellent by all means. I've watched my luggage being loaded when it's raining outside. And I'm in my seat looking out the window and all these luggage getting wet. Oh, yeah. And um, and be, as we've talked about, it, you may have to pay a fee. Most airlines, now if you go coach, you have to pay a fee, like $25 the first bag. Yeah. that you have the first bag free. Now, golf bags and skis and surfboards and things, be prepared to pay a price. And sometimes it can be heavy. Yeah. You know, price. Not nowadays, and, yeah. Yeah, nowadays. yeah. Yeah. And I think we should talk just a few minutes about uh, TSA. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, that, that's a security great... Security check. I yeah. mean, most people uh, find the security check the most horrible part of the vacation. I agree. That, that That's me. That's me. Yeah. It's me, too. Yeah. I have been known um, to cancel a flight, uh, cancel a trip because of it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. I, I know it's childish, 
But, you know, when you try a lot, I just hate it. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. I mean, yeah. I it's hate it. And most people do hate it. Everyone I know yeah. uh, either hates it or finds it the least favorite part of traveling. Yeah. yeah. You, know what I, you know what I do now, Jerry? I got a remedy for that a little bit. I got a remedy. So, so after I check in my bags, I have a book now. You know, when you wait in line, usually when you go to TSA, you got to wait in line for a little bit. And, uh, right. Um, I bring a book, and I start reading in line, and it – it relieves my stress or it relieves my anxiety. And I read it all the way up to when they ask you for your ID, you know. And uh, right. and I even read it when I'm waiting to get my bin. You know, you put your, all your stuff in your bin and stuff. And, right. and that's been helping me a little bit. To It's like distracts me from what is going on, you know. But, yeah, it, it's it, it can be I, – I, I think the key is having patience and uh, – and especially and if you're late. That's the key. That is it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're late for a flight, it's really oh, hard you. to. Yeah, yeah. They. Yeah. Well, well, one thing you can do, and I, I guess because I travel so much, I've never asked them. Uh-huh. But ninety-five percent in the U.S., I am TSA pre-check. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. You can do it in the U.S. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's automatic. I, maybe because I fly a lot and I fly first class, maybe they think I'm, uh, you know, know that I, my record's good enough that I'm still alive yeah. and don't want to blow the plane up, which I don't by any means. Right. I want to get there. And um, yeah. so there is a little pre-check line. Oh. And many times it's a uh, hundred times quicker. Yeah. You don't have to take off your shoes or your belt. Oh, nice. Uh, there's a lot of nice, convenient things. And you can also apply and pay $85, I think it still is. I did, haven't. But eighty five dollars, and you can become a, a TSA pre person. Right, right. I, I haven't done that, but I, I yeah, th- that's an option in the U S. Here and uh, hey, hey, Jared, uh, w- w- when you travel around the world, is there security and other? I mean, it, it's not a, like TSA, but um, it, it is it around the world. You know, in different airports, it, it's still security, but it, it's different, right? You know, is it ever different? Yes. Yeah. Um, Every airport I've ever been to in the last maybe eight or nine years, especially since 2011, even little bitty heck airports in the middle of nowhere, uh, small ones, uh, usually have a check. Now, some don't. Uh Some don't have any check. Uh, Little small ones, uh, little bitty planes go and it won't fly very far, okay? Nobody would know if you blew it up. So it's not important enough for anybody who might want to do it. Um, But the, the worst... The worst, and my friend who travels with me the last seven and a half years will tell you, the worst security, airport security in the world is USA. Right. I know. that They have a, a, a sad reputation of that. Yeah, I know. It is horrible. I mean, I have been to North Korea, Cuba, Iran, Russia. I mean, places that are known to be, well, in theory, should be hard, mm-hmm. in and out of and they're a billion times quicker, more efficient, better. I mean, it's unbelievable. And that's why sometimes I just say, you know, I'm not going to plan that trip. I'm not in the mood to go through it. Right, I know. you have. Not, yeah, it's, and do you know the most stupid thing? I know I, I understand it. I totally understand it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in China a couple of weeks ago, and I flew from uh, Beijing to Hong Kong, to fly on Cathay Pacific, and um, I don't even leave the transit lounge, okay? I'm only changing planes. But they make 
everyone going on a flight to the U.S. go through a separate oh. security check. Oh, man. Meeting the requirements of entering the United States. Right. And I haven't left the airport. And oh. I went to a, a, a decent one, pretty good decent one in Beijing. Yeah. And they make you go through this horrible, intrusive right. thing to come to the U.S. Right. Right, I know. If you try to come to the U.S., you must do it. And we've done it all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. It's but hard. I don't know why it has to be so inconvenient. I know. Anyway. I know. But, but just be prepared. Just yep. be prepared. And always, always arrive early. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a key. It, it relieves stress, too, <laughs> when, you, when you're when you not late for the flight, you know. And, uh, and especially with TSA now, you, yeah, you'd you know, try to arrive earlier than later, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I will not arrive early later than one hour before a flight, even domestic. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do too. More International, we're going to Cuba um, oh, week from yeah. tomorrow. Oh, wow. And um, I in, in demand that we're there at least two hours ahead of time. Yep, yep. In what? fact, they told us, uh, the tour operator told us that in Miami, uh-huh. try to be two and a half hours early to check in. Oh, right, wow. Because apparently you go through additional security checks. Oh, jeez. To go to Cuba. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, you know, you think, you know, in friendly terms with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after all the signings of papers this year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's great. With the, between the governments, U.S. and Cuba. Yeah. But, you know, one thing has nothing to do with flying, but it does. Did you know in the Cuba, uh, if you take U.S. dollars down there, have it changed to their money because they will not take U.S. dollars uh-huh. uh, anywhere they say. There is a 10% surcharge to change U.S. dollars. Wow, wow. Then if you used euros, isn't that weird? That is, that is, yeah. We're supposed to be yeah. on friendly terms. Right. You, and so I had all my money changed to euros to save that 10% surcharge. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's really weird. Yeah. I just work here. <laughs> now, um, you must understand, we need to talk one more thing okay. about baggage okay. um, and um, connecting flights. Basically speaking, um, be prepared to go on the plane that your, fl- your baggage is on, okay? I once flew in from um, uh, Japan, um, and I flew to uh, Seattle, changed planes, and flew to Salt Lake. Well, I purposely did not book the hour, I think it was an hour and seven minutes or something, connecting time of Delta from the plane landing in Seattle, because you have to clear customs right. and immigration, and then um, get to your gate. So I, I booked one that was two and a half hours, something like that, later, give me extra time. When it turned out the plane was early, it turns out I could get the earlier flight, but I did have, a ch- have one check suitcase. And I, so I go to the earlier gate, and they looked and said, nope, you can't get on it because your flight, your baggage is on the later flight. You must take that one, which I understand because my suitcase may have a bomb, and uh, it broke the plane that I'm not on. Right. So it's for security reasons, and I understand it. But it um, just be prepared. That's one reason it's great to have hand carry because you can take an earlier flight. But if it's checked, you can't. Now, I was in Nigeria one time, and um, the Air France 
uh, I think I've mentioned this on another program, but Air France went over to Nigerian Airways after I booked on that, after the Nigerian um, canceled. And uh, they got my luggage off of Nigerian Airways and put it on Air France, and there it was in Paris. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is rare, yeah. very rare. So be prepared to take the flight no matter what happens that your luggage is on. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, yeah, I, I think that's great, Jerry. You know, that's a good, um, like, the first part of flying. And, and we're going we're gonna to have more shows on flying and all the aspects of flying. And we'll talk about the different first class, second class, you know, coach and all the different things there. And there's a lot to talk about to oh, kind of yeah. make you feel comfortable. But I hope it helped some of our listeners to understand the aspects of and some tips on how to deal with TSA and how to deal with baggage and everything. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to the other shows. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. Well, well, well thanks a lot. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Jerry? Okay. Okay. I know you got to run. Yeah, 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 Jerry. I'll, I'll give you a call this weekend, though. Okay. Okay. okay take care. Bye. Bye. Do you want to do a quick reminder of what you're listening to and give your give your uh, website out again? Oh, sure. It just sure. kind of ended. So yeah. Just oh, want to quickly oh, do oh, that. Okay. I've, I've left it running. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. Yeah, th- thanks for listening, and you can check out all our shows at TravelAdviceShow.com, and, um, and feel free to uh, go on iTunes and write in reviews that you have about the show, and we love your feedback. You could also email us on our contact us on TravelAdviceShow.com. And thanks a lot, and look forward to more shows. Thanks.